This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mariners Pod. Welcome back. Great to have you here once again as the second half is here. We are off and rolling a series in, and the next series starting tonight against the Rockies. We'll touch on that in just a second. First things first, we'll dive into what happened over the weekend. We'll also hear from Cal Raleigh. Shannon Dreyer sat down with the Mariners' rookie catcher, a couple games under his belt, and we'll hear what he has to say so far about what has gone on, what his season has been like, and what it's been like uh, now up in the major leagues. So that's going to come up in a few minutes. It was very interesting, thrilling, exciting, wild first three games out of the gates over the weekend against the Angels. We'll touch on them real quick. Uh, In game one, Mariners hold on for a wild win. Chris Flexen was excellent once again in the first game of the series against the Angels. Got the start out of the break, and he was excellent. Seven innings of one-run ball. He's in the top 10 in the American League in ERA, down to 3-3-5. Man, dynamite once again. Uh, Mitch Haniger too, continues to just be on fire. Here's the 2-0 from Bundy. Swung on, blasted to center field. This is crushed. Back on it, Lagares looking up. It's off the rocks and gone. Mitch Haniger. A two-run blast to center field, and the Mariners extend the lead. Two more on the board. It is six to one M's. Hanniger had three hits, drove in a couple runs. Angels made it pretty interesting late in the ball game. They put three on the board uh, in the ninth inning after scoring in the eighth inning to draw within one, but saw a Paul Seawald able to close it down. And the Mariners win game one of the series on Friday, six to five. Game two, it just was not Yusei's night as the Angels poured on against Yusei Kikuchi, tied for the most earned runs he's allowed in a ball game that happened to be against the Angels a couple years ago. He gave up seven earned in five innings, nine hits, a couple of home runs for the Angels in that one. So the series was even going into the finale, and man, Logan Gilbert got the ball, and he could not have been better to start the ball game. Gilbert, no expression on his face as he stares in. Ball behind his back, now comes set as he brings it to the glove. Here comes the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. He got him. 96 blew it by him. Third strike in a row with a heater. He gets Walsh, and the bases left loaded here in the third. Strikeout number seven for Logan Gilbert through three innings. Seven strikeouts through three innings. He had it all going. Ended up with his career-high nine punch-outs. Gave up two runs and five and a third. uh, Four hits along the way. But, oh, he was phenomenal early on in the ballgame. The Angels, though, after the Mariners would take the lead early on, a couple runs in the first inning, one more in the fourth inning, three in the fifth as, again, Ty France coming up big. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Swung on and a fly ball. 
Deep into the gap in left center field. Going and going and goodbye baseball. Viva la France. Ty France with his ninth home run of the season. A two-out, three-run blast here in the top of the fifth inning. Giving the Mariners a six-to-nothing lead in the ballgame. France, the huge home run. He's been on a roll. He's hitting the face during the ballgame, too. Uh, right on the flap that uh, extends on the helmet. So it could have been a lot worse. Here's what Ty France had to say after the game. Hey, Ty, how are you, uh, how are you feeling after, obviously, a pretty scary moment there at the plate? I'm good. Um, it caught. I wear that flap on my helmet, and it caught mostly the flap, a little bit of the jaw, but uh, overall, I'm like a little puppy, but... Ty, what's going so well for you at the plate right now? Seems like you've been on a tear and then the big homer. Uh, you know, just one, trying to get good pitches to hit. Uh, you know, trying to shrink my zone a little bit and uh, you know, get, get some pitches I can do damage with and, you know, take my singles whenever they, you know, get to two strikes. But, uh, you know, overall, the timing's been good. Uh, you know, the body feels good. So, it's been a good spot. You had a front row seat to what Logan Gilbert was doing. I mean, you have all season. Can you just kind of put into words just like what he's meant for you guys and, you know, his poise for such a young age? Yeah, he's been huge for us. Um, you know, he had a, I think his first two outings were, you know, a little welcome to the big leagues kind of moment for him. And then, uh, you know, he's really grabbed the bull by the horns and it's just been dominant. Uh, you know, he's got all his pitches working right now. He, he gets on the mound, he's a bulldog. You know, it's, it's fun to play behind, you know, especially when he comes out, you know, every star, you know, what you're going to get from him. And you know, he's been huge for us. Yeah, he walks Otani there in the third inning and then comes back around and strikes out an all-star. I mean, that doesn't seem like it's necessarily normal for a kid that age to be to have such poise. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he's a competitor. When he gets out on that mound, nothing else matters to him except for, you know, dominating the strike zone, dominating the mound. Uh, he's done a heck of a job for us. And, you know, excited to see where, where he goes with that. Logan Gilbert, who was spectacular. Here's what he had to say after the game. A career high, nine strikeouts. I mean, second straight outing with it. Uh, but wanted to zero in and see if you could kind of outline to us what your mentality is when you get to those two strike counts. Um, I think the main thing is just getting ahead in the counts and getting first pitch strikes and all that stuff. Um, it's kind of funny how it works. Sometimes when I'm going for strikeouts, it doesn't work out that way. But when I'm trying to force contact and get ahead in counts, it sets up the strikeouts. Specifically with that walk to Otani, it seemed very clear that you had a game plan going into that at bat. Can you kind of walk us through that and like being committed to it, even though it didn't necessarily result in the result you wanted? And that at bat to Otani to load the bases? Yeah, the third inning one. Um, yeah, just knowing, I mean, obviously he's having a great year and knowing who you want to do damage against you. Uh, it's tough in the middle of the order because they have a couple guys that can do damage there, but uh, we're just sticking to the plan and knowing what works best for me against him. And it happened not to work out, but put him on base and knew what we could do with the next guy and just try to take it. How were you able to reel it back in against Jared Walsh? I mean, an all-star with the bases loaded. I mean, just your poise in that moment. Yeah, another guy having a great year. Uh, it wasn't the best situation I got myself into, but especially after that Otani at bat, I knew that I wanted to attack the strike zone as much as possible. I think I still threw a first pitch ball, but then right after that, just trying to go right after him and not get into too deep of the count. 
Hey, Logan, as you work deeper into games now, um, I imagine there's some there's a learning curve there in terms of how to pace yourself and um, in terms of how your body's feeling. It looked like a hot day there today. How did that sort of affect you and how do you sort of handle that um, as you're getting stretched out? Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line. You're just trying to balance it because I don't really want to pace myself too much at the beginning and allow them to do something, you know, get me on my heels in any way. So I'm coming out there firing and trying to let it eat. Um, but at the same time, knowing that I want to go at least five, go six or seven and try to help out the pin. So uh, it's about just going as hard as I can, as long as I can. And when it gets to that point, turn the ball over. We're going to ask you about this the other day, but you know, you didn't get started until May, uh, which obviously helps you. How do you feel right now physically at this point in the season and how much are you looking forward to that in the second half? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, I think I'm in a pretty good place. Uh, physically, I feel good. And uh, coming out after the all-star break, um, having a long rest there. And I know that I, we have a couple other guys uh, a little banged up here and there. So uh, with the starters, I think we're at four starters right now. I'm just trying to do my part, especially, and try to go as long as I can, try to help out the bullpen, try to be consistent every five or six days that I'm out there. Logan, how would you score that landing on that ground ball up the first baseline today? I think probably not so good. I think it felt more graceful than it looked. I'm sure I'll go back and see it, and it looks like I tripped over myself. So uh, as long as we got the out, though, I'll take it. So the Mariners, a 7-4 to four win in Game 3 of the series. They take the series, and they took the series against the Angels before the All-Star break. They win the series after the All-Star break. Here's what Scott Service said. Yeah, heck of a series to, to start uh, you know, the second half coming out of the All-Star break. Really uh, happy with, with how we're playing. It really stood out for me today. I loved our energy today. Uh, these guys showed up at the ballpark, and it was ready to go. Game on uh, from the minute they got here. You could really feel it uh, you know, in the clubhouse uh, in our pregame and you know, carried out into the field. But it's all driven by starting pitching, and, and Logan was awesome today. Uh, really attacked, you know, dominating first time through the lineup. Uh, lost his feel a little bit for his change up there in, in, in the fourth and in the fifth. Uh, but, you know, he, he really good fastball today. And uh, it was a hot one here today. So uh, he ran out of gas a little bit at the end. But you know, our bullpen did a nice job, pick him up. And Ty France, uh, big day with the bat, obviously. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, he took one uh, right off the jaw. Lucky he had that little extender uh, on his helmet. But you know, he's getting checked out right now. But I think he's going to be just fine and be okay. You know, off day tomorrow be back after over in Colorado. But uh, like I said, nice series win. And again, uh, the energy this group brought today was pretty unique. It felt really good going into this game, that's for sure. I'll take any questions. Uh, Scott, zeroing in on Logan's outing, I mean, it was really impressive how he, you know, struck out six or seven of his first batters. But uh, it seemed like the one with the bases loaded right after he walked Otani, um, you know, I, from your perspective, for a rookie to do that, does that show signs of maturation and development? It really did. It, it does. I don't really, it's crazy. I don't even look at Logan as a rookie anymore. You know, he gets 10 starts under his belt. He's just so composed and he's got such a good game plan when he walks out there uh, every inning, you know, trying to make a few adjustments. He, like I said, he lost the field for the changeup. Uh, he got after the fastball and was able to, to get the ball by Walsh there for a strikeout. So it uh, says a lot about his development, where he's at. And again, I thought Tom Murphy did an excellent job with it today. You kind of just touched on it, but, You've won each of his past nine starts, and that's the longest streak in MLB this year. I mean, 
beyond just being a rookie, do you feel like he's pitching himself into that, that conversation of, you know, becoming one of the better right-handed starters? I think there's no question about it. You know, you look at the stuff and then the room for growth. That's what really excites me. And he's got a dominating fastball. We talk about the extension down the mound and how it gets on hitters. But, you know, when he gets the, the, the field for all of his pitches, you know, some days the slider's a little bit better. Other days it's the changeup. Uh, but the, the growth and the potential, the, the ceiling that this young guy's got, is it's, it's unbelievable. It's going to be fun to watch it play out. Uh, we just got to keep him healthy and keep him going. But uh, a pitcher like that takes the mound. Uh, it's a different feel for your team. Our team knows we're going to be in the game. Uh, we're on our toes defensively. They know you're going to see something special because Logan oftentimes can take it over for a few innings like he did today. Hey, Scott, it seems like you guys have done an awfully nice job since maybe the middle part of June or so of adding on later in the game. Um, I mean, it was 2 nothing before people were probably still getting settled today, but the ability to uh, string together some hits later in the game and add on runs, that's really been a critical part of your offense lately. It has, and today it wasn't a lot of hits for it. It was just good at bats. The guys being patient enough to take a walk and just keep the line moving when you don't get your pitch. And, you know, it's it's hard when you play the same team six days in a row, six games in a row. You know, the tendencies and how they're going to pitch you and, and different things like that play into it so much by the time you get to the fourth, fifth, and sixth game. But I thought our guys did a great job today. That was the game plan going into the game was collectively how could our team on the offensive side, you know, put it together and don't get greedy. Don't worry about yourself. Just keep the line moving. They talked about it pregame and they went out and executed. Scott, the fact that Logan didn't get started until May, you know, how well does that set you guys up for the next two and a half months? Well, Daniel, that was by design. And uh, I think everybody that was around Logan in spring training uh, really felt that, you know, he's probably ready uh, to be with us at the big leagues uh, at the outset. But, you know, understanding that he did not pitch it all last year and trying to, you know, make sure we were really on top of, you know, the innings and the workload that he could handle this year. So starting him later, um, you know, it really was key, and that's a credit to everybody in the organization from general manager, assistant general manager, player development people. Everybody has a hand and a voice in those decisions, and it's absolutely working out great. we got to keep him healthy. He's a horse, and, and we're going to need him here down the stretch. So now the Mariners turn their attention to the Colorado Rockies to a brief two-game series, uh, night game tonight, and then day baseball the following day. Marco Gonzalez will take the ball in game one of the series. He'll look to bounce back after a tough start last time out. Herman Marquez will go for Colorado. He's been excellent this year, so this will not be easy. 540 first pitch. Day baseball coming up tomorrow, 1210. TBD, both sides. So no starter determined as of yet in that one. Colorado, we talked a little bit about it earlier this season. They have had a wildly different season depending on if they've been at home or if they've been on the road. They've been one of the best home teams in baseball. 32 wins, 32 and 19 this year. Good record. 9 and 34 on the road. It has been all or nothing. They're just completely different team at home than on the road. They're also a different team with Marquez on the mound who strangely enough, you look at his pitching splits, he's been much better at home than on the road. So go figure. In fact, he has one of the best cores ERAs in history with pitchers at least with 10 starts. Right now, fourth on the list, a 3.06 ERA at home in 12 starts, 70 innings, and 69 strikeouts along the way. Freeland from 2018, 
DeRosa from 2013 and then Tyler Anderson in 2016, the only better single seasons ERAs in Coors Field. So Marquez, who's been he's been good everywhere, but just really dominant Coors for whatever reason. Overall this year, a 3-3-6 ERA and 19 starts. Three complete games to his credit this year, the All-Star. So the Mariners will have their hands full with Marquez going in game one of the series. It's going to be interesting to watch Marco as he gets the ball in uh, the first game, uh, first time he's taken the ball in the second half of the season. Last time we saw Marco pitch, it's been a little while. It was the ninth uh, against the Angels, went five and two-thirds, three earned runs, pitched into the sixth inning there. It was the time before that, went three and a third, seven earned in that. So looks to get on track after 10 days off. It's kind of been the story for Marco between the injury and everything else, just trying to get back in the groove pitching-wise, and hopefully it starts tonight against the Rockies. So a couple quick games against Colorado and a massive homestand coming up with the A's for four and the Astros for three. We'll talk more about that in the podcast coming up after this one later this week. In the meantime, here's Shannon Dreyer with Cal Raleigh. Uh, this is a pretty broad and general question, but what went right for you this year at AAA? I was putting together some good at-bats and, you know, doing my job behind the plate. I wouldn't say, you know, there's one, one thing in particular I was trying to do. You know, I was just trying to stay focused and, you know, trying to win and trying to get, you know, guys better down there as far as the pitching staff. And, you know, I was just trying to do my job, and, you know, it was, you know, go there every night, put the jersey on and go play and try to win. And, um, you know, I'm just going to try to do the same thing here. You talk about getting guys better. Obviously, you have a lot of responsibility with a pitching staff, but you also have two swings to maintain, and somehow you came up with a, an incredible hitting streak. Uh, the balance, how, how did that come together for you? Oh, uh, yeah, it was um, – it was good. You know, sometimes guys get on those streaks and, you know, good things happen and you catch some breaks and you, you know, find some barrels and it just kind of came together. And, you know, it was, it was good. You know, I was, uh, I was happy with how it went and, um, you know, but, you know, I'm here now and you know, I'm trying to try to string together some good more at-bats here. How would you assess your at-bats so far? I know it's just been two games. Yeah, I, I've been a little late. Um, trying to do too much, maybe a little bit, but uh, you know, I felt good in the box. You know, I've I've swung at some good pitches. Um, first game, I I, uh, I chased a little bit, but um, I feel calm in the box. I don't feel like I'm out of control. I feel under control, and um, I'm seeing the ball well. Just maybe just a tick late and tick rush. So uh, maybe just um, start that earlier. You look extremely calm in the box. Were you in your first at bat? Um, I was, yeah, I was telling some of my, uh, my buddy back home and my family, I was, I was kind of like oddly, oddly calm in the box. You know, I, um, I expected to be like nervous and shaking a little bit and anxious, but you know, I felt, I felt good. I mean, I was tired from the, the plane ride and the whole, <laughs> the whole thing in the field late, but I felt good in the box. I didn't feel it just felt like baseball, so it felt good. What does that tell you about your process and what you've been doing, that you can go from one to le one level to the other and bigger stadium, more people, but it feels the same? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same, you know, same game. It's just baseball. Um, 
obviously it's that bigger stage, but you know, it is what it is. I just got to, uh, you know, keep doing what I was doing in AAA and, you know, try to help this team win and, you know, good things will happen. Now, what you did in AAA, it, it was great to see the power and it was funny. Um, your buddy Logan Gilbert takes credit for that. He says that you really started hitting bombs once he got called up to the big leagues. He thinks you missed him a lot. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I miss Logan. I miss Justin, <laughs> but. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if he wants to call it, call it that, it was on him, and we could do that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good to see him, and you know, I'm excited to uh, get to catch him here and uh, get to play with him. What's the most impressive thing that you have seen from Logan this year? Uh, probably his outing the day against the Yankees. You know, he, you know, it's a really good lineup, and you know, he went out there and. He dominated them. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He, you know, seven innings, one hit, bunch of punch outs, no walks. I mean, he uh, he he handled them pretty pretty well. So uh, it was happy. I was happy to see him do a lot of this stuff. What is it about catching that drew you to the position, kept you in the position? What is your favorite part of any time that you spend behind the plate? It's just like the game within the game. Um, you know, getting call pitches, getting to be in the be in the middle of the action the whole time and um, do all that is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I enjoy that part of it. Um, it's not the same when you're DHing or, you know, so when I get DH days, you know, you don't get to be a part of that. But um, it's all, I like that part of it, just building your relationships with the pitchers and all that good stuff. Chris Blackson last night, I know you caught him in spring training. I imagine you looked a little bit different last night. Yeah, he did really well. Um, you know, he's been having a great year, and, you know, I was coming in, and I just wanted, you know, I wanted to uh, continue doing what he was doing. I didn't want to mess anything up or, you know, try to do anything different. So he went out there, and he did his job, and, you know, he threw well. And uh, Hats off to him. He kept them at bay and kept them off balance and missed some barrels. Paul Seawald comes in and the game's on the line. You've got a runner on third and he's throwing sliders. Have <laughs> you caught him very much at that point? It... Uh, yeah, I caught him once or twice in spring and come, uh, I can't remember if it was once or twice at Tacoma before he got called up. But uh, yeah, I had an idea of, you know, what he wanted to do and um, you know, I was ready for it. And, you know, he got the out, he did his job. And it, was, it was good, it was a good one for us. Perfect. Lastly, uh, how do you go about getting ready for Kikuchi today? Yeah, um, another guy who's just been throwing the ball extremely well this year and, uh, you know, just kind of let him go do what he does. And, you know, I'm going to do the best I can back there and, you know, listen to him and listen to my coaches and, you know, uh, you know, go over scouting reports and get ready for today. And, you know, you know, he'll go out there and do his thing. Well, it's been a lot of fun to watch so far, Cal. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.